When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Vasquez beaten away by Buffon and then Ronaldo! Oh! What a goal by Cristiano Ronaldo! Messi to the near post! Messi to the net! Ramel Kionko now. Here's a Honduran. He'll whip it in back to the far post. Elise! Albert Elise! La Pantarita! It's a Honduran connection! This is Soccer Matters, brought to you by the Daspit Law Firm, daspitlaw.com. All right, welcome into Soccer Matters on the Horn in Austin, Texas, presented by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm, your humble servant here, Glenn Davis. Uh, We are streaming at hornfm.com, and always, our show is presented by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. It's daspitlawaustin.com, 512-865-6710, 865-6710. They are bilingual. Gone and his firm, personal injury attorneys. They will handle your case for you 24-7 nights and weekends in John Daspit, DaspitLawAustin.com. All right, where to begin today? Well, let me first get you set up with our guest tonight on the horn because I'm really excited um, about these interviews tonight. Hornfm.com again is where we stream. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Glenn Davis at Soccer Matters GD. All right, here are the guests Pablo Posado uh, and Jesus Marcos. They're producers slash directors slash ID men of the Apple TV series. It's called Until the End. Uh, and it's about the Champions League run of Real Madrid last year. Now, this is. An interesting interview. They take you behind the scenes on Carlo Ancelotti. I ask him about Luka Modric and others. We talk about the value of, you know, these type of docu series, if we may call them, and and they what they could mean to club. Now I don't know if Real Madrid needs a docu series to promote their club, um, but maybe they do, and maybe that's the way they're thinking here. Uh, but you'll be interested to hear from Pablo Posado and Jesus Marcos. Uh, on the special called Until the End. By the way, Carlo Ancelotti is one of my favorite managers of all time. And, you know, this, this his second go-round at Madrid after they had kind of pretty unceremoniously booted him out. He, he is truly one of the nice guys in the game. Truly one of the nice guys. All right, now for all of you parents and, uh, of youth players and youth players, directors, coaches, You may be working in Major League Soccer, running uh, the developmental program. This is a pretty remarkable can't-miss interview I'm doing. It's with a a young man that just turned 17 years old. His name is Yuval Renon. Many people may know him uh, in these soccer circles. Uh, Renon is from North Carolina. He came to America at a young age from Israel. He has completed a year in Germany at Werder Bremen on the under-17 Werder Bremen youth team. I think you're going to be able to take a lot out of this if you're a youth soccer player, what it takes to get to the pro level, what type of commitment you have to put in, the ability to say no to things. 
Yuval Renan carries passports for Israel, Germany, and he's in the process of getting his U- U.S. passport. He is a striker. He is a goal scorer. He scored a boatload of goals for the under-17 Werder Bremen team. He's their top scorer, and he's the second in the regional under-17 league, which is basically regionalized to cut down on travel. So they play a lot of the the same teams, maybe, maybe Hamburg, uh, RB Leipzig, that type of um, competition, Hanover. Those are the teams they play. So he was the number two goal scorer in the regional league. His dorm room looks out at the stadium that he one day wants to play in. So he's got that visible, that visible look every day at the field that he's trying to get onto. So as much as we talk about what you do as a player, it's also the culture that's created by these clubs, the environment, um, the subtle integration of connecting and, and maybe eating a meal with the full-blown pros. All of these other things are these intangibles that bring tremendous value when it comes to player development. But this this is a 17-year-old Yuval Renan that is mature beyond his years. So I'm really excited for you uh, to hear this interview as well tonight. All right, let's start with Leo Messi. Maybe another reason Lionel Messi is coming to MLS. Now, Shep Messing, my good friend who was the New York Red Bulls announcer who is involved in the Apple package doing studio work, he says it's going to happen to enter Miami. We'll see. Although there's a lot of rumors of him going back to Barcelona, going to the Middle East and being paid more than Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, but look, when you're when Lionel Messi's out there, who doesn't want to be linked to that player from a PR standpoint if you're a world soccer club? You know, if you're somebody who's in the discussion. It's, oh, wow, look at them. You know, they're on the level of potentially getting a Lionel Messi. So it doesn't hurt Inter-Miami no matter what happens. Um, you could see a package that was much like David Beckham's where Lionel Messi one day would get ownership of an MLS club at a cut rate. That was one of the smartest moves ever made by Major League Soccer was to keep the David Beckham brand and his wife involved with MLS by giving him a cut-rate deal on the franchise uh, in Miami. Smart move. Um, so, so Beckham is associated and branded with you uh, as long as he owns that club. So there you go. So the same thing could happen to Lionel Messi. Lots of people wanting him to go back to Barcelona, including Robert Lewandowski, who came out and said, oh, I hope he comes back, yada, yada, yada. So we'll see. Lots of decisions to be made. But Messi's been getting booed by PSG fans. They booed Messi again after a 1-0 loss to Lyon this past weekend. Honestly, I, I don't know what you think, but honestly, for me, French League One does not seem to grab me, despite all the stars and the star power. It, it just seems to me... It almost seems to me like PSG plays these glorified friendlies in league play. Just doesn't do it. All right, Newcastle smashing Manchester United. Yeah, it was 2-0, but the atmosphere at St. James Park, unreal. Fans pushed this team on and on. If you watch this game, you could feel it through your TV. They were just too powerful for Manchester United. And, of course, in typical fashion, some dolts want Eric Ten Hag out, delusional people, absolutely de- delusional fans these days in many, many sports. Delusional. Willock 65th, Wilson 88th. The power of the Newcastle fan was pretty good. 
as somebody who's been to Newcastle and St. James Park and knows how amazing that is as a soccer part of England, it's kind of great to see them get back in the limelight. Now they're in the Champions League money potential tied with 50 points with United. That was a huge, huge uh, win for them. Uh, they needed that uh, immensely. Real Madrid, 6-0 over Real Valladolid. Patrick for Kareem Benzema. Beat down City for Manchester City. They beat down Liverpool 4-1, to this without Erling Holland. So now we can have the debate of whether City is better with or without Erling Holland. Frankly, I don't care. Four different goal scorers in Alvarez. Julian Alvarez gets an opportunity because Erling Holland's not there. De Bruyne, Gundogan, Grealish, the goal scorers. Arsenal continue to the top of the table. The 4-1 to win over Leeds. Leeds without Tyler Adams, who's had surgery. Gabriel Jesus, remember there was panic in the air with Arsenal fans when he came back from the World Cup injured. He's back. He had two goals, White, Chaka, uh, the others. I don't know. I don't know what you think, but to me, absolutely remarkable that Manchester City and Arsenal have 45 and 43 point, uh, 45 and 43 goal differentials. I mean, way ahead of everybody. I think the next team is 22 points, Newcastle. But pretty pretty remarkable. You might have caught the Derby in Turkey. Fenerbahce at home against Besiktas. Fenerbahce got smoked at home. They were up 1-0 on a penalty kick. Jorge Jesus getting criticized as the manager of Fenerbahce. They're nine points behind Galatasaray, who's going to win the league. They lose it, uh, you know. They lose this derby match to Besiktas, who are nipping at their heels in third place. Remember Deli Ali? That's why uh, Besiktas. He's a Besiktas player. I just it reminded me of the fall of grace from that player. He's even being criticized by the Besiktas manager Shinol Gunesh, who seems frustrated at him missing training. He said, "Quote: Deli Ali couldn't come at this time. It's raining. I guess that's why he didn't come. Doesn't sound very good." Uh, Deli Ali responded on Instagram saying the club gave him time off to visit a doctor. He's only appeared 17 times, three goals. Um, sad because we remember how good he was at Tottenham. It was twice the young player of the year that voted by the PFA two times in a row. Sorry to see that from Deli Ali. I hope he can make a comeback. Austin FC will have had their time off to prepare for LAFC this Saturday. Incidentally, don't forget, Verde fans, LAFC play Vancouver and CONCACAF Champions League uh, on turf in Vancouver. I believe this is Wednesday. All right, we're going to take a break here. Great way to get the show started here. we got a lot of good interviews coming up tonight. As I mentioned, this is Soccer Matters on the Horn in Austin, Texas, presented by DaspitLawAustin.com, 512-865-6710. They are bilingual. John and Asarum, personal injury attorneys, they will take your case. Also, LamontBrands.com. That's where you get our new trucker hats and our T-shirts. I got colors, uh, two shades of green for Austin FC fans. You purchase these for 20 bucks. You're making a donation to the 501C charity, the uh, Snowdrop Foundation. So, again, LamontBrands.com. Soccer Matters on the Horn in Austin, Texas, presented by the Daspit Law Firm, DaspitLawAustin.com. We'll take a break. We got more to come. Stick with me. All right. 
right, welcome back to The Horn in Austin, Texas here tonight. Uh, this show is always presented by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. It's DaspitLawAustin.com. Remember, John and his firm, they're personal injury attorneys. They'll take your case, work for you 24-7 nights and weekends. Look, you get in any kind of an accident, it's not a comfortable time. That is when you call or connect with the Daspit Law Firm. DaspitLawAustin.com, 512-865-6710. They're bilingual. Really interesting interview now. Um, we talk about youth development in America, uh, all the American players and people that are going overseas that have been attached and connected to the Bundesliga. He is 17-year-old Yuval Renon. Uh, he joins us now. He plays for Werder Bremen. He is a top striker over there, their leading goal scorer, and one of the leading goal scorers uh, in the regional under 17 league that he plays for at Werder Bremen. Yuval, thank you very much for coming on the show. Of course, anytime, anytime. Thank you guys very much for having me. Yeah, so look, um, here in America, there's all kinds of debates all the time about player development and what is the right pathway. You chose to go to Germany. Uh, not an easy thing for a young guy. I think a lot of people Correct. would be kind of intimidated. Tell me a little bit about that choice and how it came about. Yeah, you know, um, I think for anyone to reach anything su successful in their life, um, it has to come with sacrifice and, you know, some challenges along the way. Um, and I think, you know, the best soccer in the world um, or football, we should call it the best football in the world is um, being played overseas and especially Germany, the home of soccer, let's say. Um, and so, you know, after I was doing very good in the U.S. system, um, it just I wanted a bigger challenge, you know. Um, and so we went, my dad, with the help of my dad, obviously, which played a big role, Barack, um, we went and we started the journey over there. Um, and after the first year, it's been very successful. So we're in the right place at the right time. You had opportunities with a lot of German clubs. You ended up at Werder Bremen, which has got obviously a tremendous history. Correct. Tell me about why the choice Werder Bremen. Um, I mean, it's the top three Bundesliga team in the history of the Bundesliga. Um, I mean, it doesn't doesn't really get better than this for youth development. Um, and it's just the second we were there from the trials, we loved the people. We felt at home. We loved the level, the intensity at trainings, which is one of the most important things to me. Um, and all those things just really helped us decide what we were going to do. When you when you get there, um, homesick transition. How easy or how difficult was that for you um so after we signed the first three years uh three months sorry the first three months were very challenging for me um you know because a lot of people they have their dad or one of their parents with them but for me it was all alone um so every game you know no you're not seeing your parents in the stands watching you um you know no friends coming to watch you it's just you by yourself um and so that's very challenging um but you know after the three games, I persevered, and I think with my dedication, discipline, and, you know, determination, all those things helped me. Um, and at the end of the day, after those three games, I am where I am now, which is, you know, second score in the Bundesliga, so for the North. Yuval Renan uh, scores a lot of goals. By the way, you missed a couple <laughs> games due to injury. You probably believe we would have had a few more goals. That's what I... It was actually for the national team. I missed uh, four games because I was with the national team. Um, I was the only player um, on the team that was had to go for national team break. Um, and so because the German national team isn't the same schedule as the Israel national team, 
um, the Bundesliga was going on at the time. So who knows how much more goals I could have had if I had those games played. So you're speaking like a striker here. You, you seem to have an insatiable attitude. You don't ever want to stop scoring goals. That's the way to do correct, it. Correct. Uh, Israel under 17, you play for right now. You've also got a German passport. Uh, my understanding is you may get a U.S. passport. So right now it's with Israel. Tell me about the experience representing uh, the country. I mean, anytime getting the chance to represent um, a country that you have a passport for is amazing. Um, it really gives you a deep feeling in the heart. Um, but as everyone knows, national team is, you can see even in pros, it's different experience because um, every player comes from their clubs and, you know, they have to put everything aside and play as a team, um, which I think I'm very good at. I think I'm very good at just putting everything aside for the team's benefit. Um, and so I think we, we could have done better, obviously, and we were disappointed with the result, but I think we need to be proud of ourselves for where we got. Um, and we always have room to improve. So. Yuval Renan, uh, he is a striker for the U-17 Werder Bremen team, made the choice to go to Germany at a very, very young age. Uh, I did some research on you additionally. <laughs> High tolerance for pain. And, and we're not just talking physical. We're talking about the mental strength and character, which you just talked to us a little bit about getting through those first three months. When you break through, though, it has to be a really confident time period, right? Yes, very. Um... I mean, it's a funny story, actually. The, the one time I broke through in Bremen was my, after my first call in the national team. Um, I went there and I played against um, Belgium, Germany, and Uruguay. Um, and when I came back, it just gave me this load of confidence. Um, and as a lot of players probably know, um, confidence is the biggest part in soccer. Um, you can't play without confidence. Um, so it was a big factor. Um, in the second, I just kept getting more and more confidence. The goals just kept going up and up. Um, and the performances got better and better. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a big part of it. Tell me about uh, the crossover with the first team, because I understand where you live. You have a good view of the stadium, which Correct. basically is in front of your eyes all the time, because that's ultimately where you're trying to get, right, with the first team. So you have a lot of these visual sort of earmarks in front of you maybe maybe talk a little bit about that correct um so the first team trains actually at bremen the first team trains exactly where the youth team trains in the same facility in an area so um with me after my school i always take time to go and learn from them i go watch their trainings i mean who else is they're better to learn from than where you're trying to get um it's a very high level um it's you know number 10 in the bundesliga it's not a joke um, the intensity of their trainings, everything is very important and very high level. And that, at the end of the day, that's where I'm trying to get to. Yuval Renan joining us, under-17 Werder Bremen team, um, played at North Carolina FC, uh, has Israeli and German passports. I understand you may get a U.S. one. That's what we were told uh, before. So when you go and watch and observe uh, the first team training, have you had any conversations or crossover with Josh Sargent, the U.S. international? Uh, no, because he left exactly when I arrived. Ah, okay. It was just bad timing, yeah. Yeah, that would have been fun if you... But yeah, how about sure. other players? I mean, do, do, yeah, do, they, um, do they rub shoulders with you? Yes, yes. So we actually, the players that live in the um, stadium, which they call the internats, like the boarding school there, um, we actually have lunch and dinner with the pros. 
So the pros get um, cooks to make their food. Um, and so the, the, those same cooks actually cook for us as well. And so we eat it in the same place together. Um, so here and there, we'll have a conversation with them and talk with them, which is amazing. So Yeah, that really is, is remarkable how much crossover there is in connection um, with the first team. How, how difficult is it juggling the studies as well? I mean, you, you must have a jam-packed day. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's get up and go and, and until you, you, you hit the pillow, right? Yeah, it's, um, it's very intense because, you know, the school, my dad and my mom, it's very important to them that I keep my grades high. Um, and so obviously whatever mom and dad do, I will uh, say I will do. Um, and so, I mean, I have to keep high grades and it's just, it's just a good balance. And Bremen helps with that, you know, like from gym is in the morning, early in the morning, private gym sessions. So then I can do school during the day. Um, so then I can have a private session before lunch and then I can rest before the team training at night. Um, you know, it's a, it's a balance, but when, when you schedule your day out, right. Um, it helps a lot. All right. So when you play uh, Hamburg in the under 17s, we know that's a big rivalry. Does that carry right. over to the youth levels? I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but I want to hear your answer. Um, I mean, I have some pictures of the ultras coming out. Um, so, yes, I would say yes. With smoke bombs and everything, flags. We had a home game against them, actually. Um, we played where our second team plays just for that game. And they told the ultras to come out and everything. And it was amazing. It was a ton of smoke, drums. It was unbelievable. It was my first time like that. Yuval, tell me about your qualities as a striker and your words. Um, I've, see, I've seen some video of you. I've seen you flicking balls over defenders and collecting the ball and running in and scoring. Tell me a little bit about your qualities in your mind. Um, I think my quality and most important quality is my understanding of the game my understanding of movement and understanding of where I need to be. Um, I think those are the most important things for a striker, uh, the movement off the ball and understanding of the game. And then I think using that, I get into the right situations that when I get the ball, receive the ball from my midfield or my teammates, I am clinical with my finishing. So I know how to bring the ball into the goal. Um, so I think those are very important pieces. And I think I'm also very helpful in the buildup. I think I can drop down whenever the team needs and, you know, play out and help the team. Uh, maybe drag a defender with me to create space. Just I'm very flexible, which I think helps the team a lot. You don't want a striker that just sits there and, you know, is limited. Um, so, yeah, I think those would be how I explain it. Is that the biggest piece that you've learned since getting over there, the movement, mobility part, the positional sense, uh, that kind of thing, that maybe based on the competition in the States at that level, you might not have had to be as uh, focused on? Yeah, so it took me the first three months, as I said, when it was hard um, to really find space to get a shot off because it was very quick. You don't have as much space and time at all. Um, the time and space is very limited. Um, so after the games went on and on, I was looking at the games I was actually me and my dad analyze every game together um and so me and Barack we looked at it and we saw what we can improve and slowly and slowly I saw myself finding more and more space with the ball at my feet and then that allowed me to get my shot off to score things like that Yuval Renan keep an eye on this name remember the name uh he's playing at the under 17s with Werder Bremen right now he's a high goal scoring uh, forward your coach is there um 
how demanding are they? And, and, you know, I want people here to have a sense. It's very different if you're training a couple times a week. It's a whole nother ball game when you're living at the facility. You're under the watch of everybody on a daily basis. That That's a lot of pressure also, isn't it? Yes, yes, 100%. I mean, they can see me at any time because the way it works is we're all in the same story. So anything I do, they can see. And obviously the guy that they, um, that, that watches over me reports to them. Um, but my coaches and the staff for the under 17s, Bjorn Dreyer, the head coach, amazing. Nothing but positive words I can give to him. I mean, he's pushed me so far and given me such a high expectation now for coaches that I haven't seen before. Um, he's gotten the best out of me. He's demanded the best out of me. He's made me a better player this, to this day. So I have nothing but great words for him. And yeah, it is a lot of pressure, but to become the best in the world, you need pressure on you. You know what I mean? You seem to be enjoying it though. Yes. Yes. I am enjoying it. You know, it's where I want to be and what I want to do. So what would be the biggest message you would give to kids back in the States that want to play at a higher level? I think the biggest message I would give to you guys is you have to sacrifice and you have to work hard. Um, and this has to be truly what you want to do. This can't be a side thing and this can't be just an experience because, you know, when people ask me always, how is it? I don't like saying it's a fun experience because I'm not here for a fun experience. You know, I'm here to do what I want to do. Um, mm -hmm. So if you guys aren't looking for an experience and if you're really dedicated about it, make sure that you are because it takes a lot of dedication and hard work. When do you turn 18? Uh, next year, I actually just turned 17 a month ago. Okay. So I was just thinking, uh, me at 17, I don't think I was quite as mature <laughs> as you are. You're, ma you're mature beyond your years. I think thank it's you fantastic. Much. You're an impressive young man. You've all, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. I think this is an enlightening interview. I will keep uh, watch on you. Uh, and thank I'm you. looking forward to seeing all the great things and a lot of goals. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you very much for having me. Um, I appreciate it a lot, and I'll be tuning into the show. All right. That's Yuval Renan. He's playing uh, just turned 17 with the under-17 Werder Bremen team in Germany. Um, wow. That was a pretty impressive interview from a very, very young man. All right. We'll take a break here. Uh, we got more to come. Soccer Matters on the Horn in Austin, Texas, presented by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. All right, final segment of the night. Something really different here. Um, there is a documentary out called Until the End on Apple TV. It is a story about Real Madrid winning the Champions League title. Uh, all the ups and downs, the journey, everything that happened uh, last year when they defeated Manchester City to win the title. I've got the two producers, Pablo Posada and Jesus Marcos. Take a listen to this. This is interesting stuff. It's the documentary until the end about Real Madrid. Well, Pablo Jesus, when did the idea kind of come for you to to think about doing this documentary? We all know what a magical run it was for Real Madrid to win the Champions League title. But, you know, when did you decide, hey, this is a documentary we should do, we want to do? Well, I would say the first one thinking about that was the club. So... They they wanted to make the uh, documentary about last seasons, 
success um, got in touch with our production company, Wakai, and asked us for a proposal. We send them the proposal, they like it, and it was, okay, let's get to work. And we later on, Apple TV Plus got involved. So the series took a, a different story because it was going to be bigger. And we started to work with all the footage Real Madrid had uh, shot during the season. And we started to create the script coming from all that footage and the things that we thought that could add to those stories. And also we would like to, to add that that proposal was a, not only talking about the last season because everybody knows the final result. We would like to incorporate some uh, personal stories. Uh, we think that uh, take this time to, to get the interviews of the players make uh, make us really happy because with perspective they they talk really different things so that's that's one of the main point because we want to to transmit the essence of the of the last season but at the same time it's not only for real madrid fans it's for foot lovers uh, football lovers sorry football lovers yeah well um yeah, yeah, it, it was that the season was amazing to watch in football terms because it was an amazing story, great teams, best teams in Europe, and also almost worldwide as well. But we wanted to focus on the people that made that possible. It's Real Madrid, it's till the end. It's an amazing documentary. We're talking to Pablo Posado and Jesus Marcos. All right, you guys, uh, I mean, you have to work together on this, right? Uh, tell us a little bit about your relationship as, you know, producers, directors, writers, all the things that go into, you know, people can grab footage. It doesn't mean you're going to make a great documentary, right? Yeah. Well, uh, as we were mentioning, first thing was, okay, we have to watch this town of footage. And I, I want to say, sorry, I want yeah. to say that every single second of this footage that contains more than 100 hours have been watched for us and make a discussion to 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 offer the best to the audience um you said hundred or thousand 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 I, I don't know how many but there were a lot yeah they were a lot and many many different situations yeah we, we were through and discussed a lot about we have to put that in we have to keep that for later we have to put some um background to to get that point understood by anyone and that was mainly the, the first thing we did like trying to to get the outline um of the of the whole season we were working with the apple tv plus creative team as well together to coming down to how many episodes and how long. Um, yeah, a kind of uh, creative work at the very beginning was really, really exciting because it was fresh. It was first time watching those moments that um, people were is going to love these, but it was all the time like that. Let me remind people it's Real Madrid. It's till the end. It's about the Champions League title run. Guys, this is about the run, the journey, right? 
through the eyes of all these world-class soccer players, through Carlo Ancelotti, um, you know, the characters, the self-belief, the tension, everything that goes in to the run of winning a Champions League title. And of course, this was in 2021, 2022. What was it like dealing with uh, Carlo Ancelotti? Amazing. Carlo is... Because he's, uh, he's one of my favorites and he also likes food. So uh, I love Ancelotti. <laughs> Is <laughs> is I will say you cannot love him because he's such a charismatic person. He's so easygoing. We were with him a couple of times, and it was easy. And being in that kind of manager in these times where it's all about tactics and theories and all of that and he keeps it very very simple just you have to score that's the thing makes it very likable for any footballer for any fan and for any any viewer i would say he might be one of the most lovable characters in 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 football today was it just was he talking was it like talking to just a normal friend when you talk to Ancelotti? That's the sense I got. I read his biography. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's super easy. It's. I think it's the, the main point to, uh, to talk about uh, him. It's how he leads the, 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 the team. It's, it's, it's amazing when we were in the, on the set and he were, we were interviewing him. It's, he came and immediately all the people feel really calm okay let's go do you need anything extra do you have to take your time no i'm ready i'm here to to get the interview so don't don't it's pretty straightforward say. like yes um it was uh, casimir telling that story that, that and we kind of thought the same like this is carlo ancelotti is this a legend in football from being a footballer himself and from being a manager uh let's see how he is and he was the the most excited person in the room like yeah yeah let's do these guys because he was really really happy of having the season they had last season um and casimir tell that the the first time he came to training ground so that's great things i don't think Anyone in the dressing room uh, has any argument with him. Real Madrid till the end. It's Pablo Posada. Jesus Marcos, uh, they created this piece, exclusive uh, documentary. Got a, I mean, Real Madrid reaches out to you. That's pretty amazing in itself. What about something else funny behind the scenes with maybe, you know, one of the players that people know, maybe, you know, Luka Modric or, or, or Benzema, uh, anything funny happened behind the scenes while doing this? Well, you mean uh, while we were shooting, it was yeah. all about, yeah, because we had to put um, the set in the training center so uh, to make it easy for them and to have a good environment, fam familiar environment for them. And we were placing everything out of place because we, what, that's what we do in film and television, that we move everything around in yeah. every place <laughs> we get into. And they were saying, oh, this is not going there. Why are you putting that? Like, you're changing everything. That, that kind of easy talk that makes it even like they were kind of one, one more in the team. So 
Real Madrid till the end. Pablo Posado, Jesus Barcos. When you guys put this together, I mean, do do you you know? Is it is it kind of like writing a song that you know? One guy's doing the lyrics. One guy might be doing a little bit more of the, uh, you know, the rhythm. I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you, you guys might be the Jagger and Richards of uh, documentaries. I don't know. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't go that far. It's <laughs> not <laughs> big words, but yeah, we kind of, I focus uh, more on the story. Pablo maybe focus more on how to tell it. Um, how to get sex things up, like, but we discuss all the time. Like he gets into the story. No, we should put that also. And I say no. You, you, we have to put more rhythm in that bit. So it's always discussing every decision. Yeah. We need so, extra ten seconds to this sequence. Let's go to find it when we can cut ten seconds. That's, that's not easy work. And that's I think people forget that's a lot of laborious hours and looking at things and the amount of effort you put into. It's amazing. You know, we see a lot of these documentaries now with professional teams. I mean, is it almost essential? I mean, not everybody had to run a Real Madrid, granted. OK, because this is a story of the run, the journey, the tension, the remarkable results and goals and personalities. But is it is it? something now that you guys notice in your business that a lot of professional football clubs are coming to you because this is a marketing tool also right for real madrid yeah i guess the, i would say the important thing is always the story and even though you want to sell the product you need a story and once the story is great uh, is just get hands on it. I would say, yeah, there we are seeing more and more, but I think it's more related to there are more possibilities now. There are more platforms making content, and we can and also uh, the clubs themselves are creating more more content on the team. Um, that's also good news for every fan. Yeah, clubs are really more open and connected to the fans doing this kind of, of uh, docu-series that I think it's really important because you you enter in the locker room, so you have a, a different sound bites. Uh, I think it's it's easy to to see how the the team works in that way. Yeah, I would say it's also good for the clubs building that community, like um, getting yeah. to know once, I support this club, and if I know more about them, if I know more about the boys, you are going to understand uh, more. And yeah, most of the time they are normal people, so you're gonna love them more. That's the thing. It's Real Madrid till the end. We're talking to uh, producers, directors. They do it all. Pablo Posada and Jesus Marcos. Uh, look, when, when I said the, a vehicle of promotion, I'm not sure Real Madrid needs much, uh, but there are these smaller clubs like Wrexham and these things that have brought, you know, through documentaries and series is uh, a lot of attention to their clubs. Um, you know, you're going into sacred places in, in these locker rooms and areas. Did you ever have a moment where, you know, eh, guys, you know, you got to kind of get out of here. This is a sacred moment. Or was it just pretty much open access for you? Well, our, our, since our access was after the season, 
because we we got those uh, images and footage from Real Madrid because they allow the they cruise um, their own cameramans to get into the dressing room one day one day one. But for us, it was focused on on working with the players and working with the coaching team. Um, yeah, at the time we were there, it was everything open. Like yeah, we, absolutely. We any player, the... any player in particular that you liked, uh, you know, like in the vein of Ancelotti, that that just had a really open personality. Were they all as engaged as Ancelotti? Because you guys know, much like me, when you do an interview, you know if the guy's really paying attention to you and involved in the interview or not. You can tell if it's going to be a good interview. Any players that particularly stuck out to you? Yeah, yeah. I have one very clear <laughs> because I love him uh, uh, already. So he's Luka Modric. He's such a nice guy and he's been in football a lot of years and he knows it and he's very aware of everything and when, when he was with us was really really like um, nice to us in every term i would say he you were saying before we've been through many interviews i would say look at modric has been like beyond that number um He's always like good talker. He likes to 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 explain himself, and he told us very very good moments in the series. I, I love the interview, and I love him. Yeah, I, I, I for me, Karim Benzema was incredible when I was interviewing uh, Karim on the set. I understand how he makes the hat trick twice because he's <laughs> I need to score. Yeah, I'm ready. I need to be close to the goalkeeper and try to. Yeah, it's it's my job. It's my work. It's the best thing that I do, and it's incredible. It's like okay, yeah, let's go to. Yeah, yeah. Thinking as a forward, if, imagine you're a forward and you talk to Karim Benzema, and Karim makes it very very easy. Very like, easy. No ego. Yeah, you just have to score, yeah. and you can do that. You have to trust yourself. Yeah, you say it because you're Karim Benzema. I'm no one. Yeah. <laughs> As a forward, it's so frustrating. But yeah, he was also good. So uh, before I let you go, just, you know, explain to me what you want the audience to get out of this. I, I think football fans will know, but I want to hear it in, in your words, guys. I would say Real Madrid and Chilean is a series that tells the story of a group of players that turns out to be a very close family, overcoming the most toughest of paths in sports. I, I, it's difficult to compare sports, but in football, last season was one of the most difficult for sure. Um, and this is the story of those guys. I think it's the story of the best club in the world and the friends that are behind of the of the team. It's about relationship, friends, uh, no egos, uh, trust till the end, uh, continue fighting when you when you came the uh, difficulties. I think it's it's like a, yeah for me it's touched me a lot the story of this season not only talking about the extraordinary season about the Champions League, about league, I feel really moved when you get the opportunity to understand that 
behind of uh, Ballon d'Or, uh, Karim Benzema, if there is a quiet guy, easygoing guy, super friendly, uh, it's this this kind of things. Casemiro, it's 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 incredible. You 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 wouldn't believe me, but it's like you, we are talking and we have a really good connection, Glenn. It's it's the same with them. It's amazing, really. It's it's. Is it is it remind? Did it remind you of how really at the end of the day we watch these guys in these magical moments in front of ninety thousand people, but they're yeah. humans after all, right? Absolutely agree with you on that. Yeah. That that that's yeah, and you can see that on the series. You you can see them through all those little moments and how they felt. It's uh, when when Rodrigo, sorry, Jesus, no, when no. Rodrigo is is talking about Benzema, how he leads his career, and they were playing, and you know how twenty two years old is watching Karim Benzema, and Karim Benzema is offering his his movement. Okay, move there. It's it's like. Super beautiful. It's like a, a father and a son. You know, I, I think is this kind of essence is uh, the best thing that you can see on the on the three episode. This kind well, of yeah. No, continue, continue. No, no, it's 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 it's, it's no, it's like a, yeah, it's, I don't know how can I express in better way. relationships, the human nature of it all. You human guys nature. were in a place that nobody ever gets. It's it's a sacred area. Listen, guys. I know you're very busy. I want to thank you very much for giving us the time. By the way, we have Real Madrid supporters groups here in Houston, Texas, in the U.S. So they're, oh, yeah. they're going to be glad to hear this interview with you guys. It's Real Madrid till the end. It's Pablo Posada. It's Jesus Marcos. Gentlemen, great job. Thank you. And, uh, you know, you may be Jagger and Richards. Don't uh, underestimate yourself. <laughs> thank Thanks you for so doing much. it. Thank you, Glenn. It's a pleasure. Okay, that does it tonight for Soccer Matters on the Horn in Austin, Texas. As always presented by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. It's DaspitLawAustin.com. You give them a call at 512-865-6710. They're bilingual. Any type of accident you get in, John and his firm, they are ready to work for you 24-7 nights and weekends. DaspitLawAustin.com. John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm, the presenting sponsors of Soccer Matters on the Horn in Austin, Texas. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Glenn Davis Sock at Soccer Matters GD, LamontBrands.com for t-shirts and hats, all to benefit the 501C Charity Snowdrop Foundation. Until next Monday night, I'm Glenn Davis. Thank you for tuning in tonight to The Horn and John Daspit, the Daspit Law Firm presenting Soccer Matters. And until next week, remember, yeah, simply, Soccer Matters.